We now have a level of substance in technologies like AI and blockchain, uh, and also IoT for that matter, that really bring the digitalization of sustainability to the next level. Digitalization has been the core. Uh, it's a hygiene factor you cannot do without it. But sustainability is taking more the stage and it's uh, like a race between these two subjects for the attention of the management. This is Business Insights, a podcast brought to you by global strategy consultancy Roland Berger. Hello, very happy to be discussing today innovation in infrastructure with a very, very interesting subject, digital and sustainability. My name is Dragos Fundula, and I'm a principal within Roland Berger, Middle East, within the sustainability practice. And I'm very happy to have with me Pierre Samantis. Uh, he's a partner within Roland Berger Middle East uh, office. With more than 20 years experience, actually, uh, Pierre is the perfect uh, discussion partner for uh, for today, has a uh, huge experience in, in, in digital and sustainability, and he brings a whole suite of expertise within the industry, within consulting, and within the uh, innovation practices. So, Pierre, maybe you can uh, guide us a few in, in, your, uh, in your expertise for the audience to actually understand how you, uh, what, what we can bring to the table. Thanks, Sargosh. Uh, thanks for having me. So, yeah, indeed, I think if I look back at my career, it really evolved around these three topics, digital innovation and then sustainability slash energy. So I very quickly started as a software developer, uh, then moved into the world of energy, worked for huge energy companies for a very long time. Um, and, you know, the energy companies at one point in time around 2014 had a bit of an identity crisis where all of a sudden the value chain model of the energy players would kind of be contested. And at that point in time, we were on the lookout for setting up innovation hubs around the world to find what is the future of energy. At the same time, the entire digitalization phase actually came into play. So innovation was very closely tied with digitalization when it came to the energy industry. Then fast forward, um, what we're doing at RB, uh, we're working a lot on creating innovation strategies that have sustainability as one of the core targets um, uh, for the results. And I'm also, as you know, very passionate about the entire digital asset, Web3 and metaverse space, which also has a huge impact on sustainability from my point of view. Thank you very much for this intro, Pierre. And I think you, we touched upon a few interesting items. You had a chronology or a timeline in your expertise, and I think it's actually very close to what was happening in the industry in terms of these two subjects, digital and sustainability. If we were to see the last two decades or the three decades has been a huge focus initially on digitalization, all the companies or the corporates were looking into solutions to actually become more efficient, to digitalize, to come close to their customers. And... If I were to look at the last decade, actually, this has been uh, digitalization has been the core. Uh, it's a hygiene factor. You cannot do without it. But sustainability is taking more the stage and it's uh, like a race between these two, two, two subjects for the attention of the, the, the management. How do you feel about this uh, evolution? Yeah, I think that's well summarized, right? I think when, when we embarked on this journey for most of the companies on digitalization, which was again around the 2013-14 uh, kind of time frame uh, when every, everybody was looking for um, the next platform model. Everyone wanted to become a platform of their industry. And there, there was this term coined that, uh, and I'm pretty sure you'll find dozens of statements of, of this, I want to be the Uber of, right? I want to be the Uber of energy, the Uber of, um, of whatever. 
Um, so there was a time where there was a lot of um, focus on digitalization, but at the same time, and that's why it's interesting that you mentioned it because I think the race started really at the same, nearly at the same year, right? At the same time, it was also clear that we need to move into a more sustainable world, at least from the energy point of view. Um, so sustainability, decentralization, and digitalization were really core aspects driving all of this. Now, if you look at the corporate side of things, I think what was quite interesting to see is that probably the first half of the of the decade, of our decade where we're in, um, there was more attention to digital. You you saw, you know, the, the rise of chief digital officers and boards and so on. But now, since the last three, four years, we also see an institutionalization of sustainability. There have always been sustainability offices, but now the way they are positioned in the company is, is way higher in, uh, than before. They either report directly to the CEOs or the CEO is also co-leading the sustainability agenda. Absolutely. And without actually the attention of the C-suite towards both subjects, I think it will be very difficult actually to, to progress and to have the results envisaged by them. But coming back to, to these two subjects and maybe thinking about how they intersect, they complement each other, or uh, uh, thinking about how they converge to some extent, because you are mentioning energy, you are mentioning digitalization and so on, and sustainability, of course, uh, key uh, element to, to uh, linked to, to energy. Um, how, how do you see this uh, uh, link and this convergence between, uh, between sustainability and digitalization? I think there's a very, very strong link. And, and my personal conviction is that uh, digitalization will drive sustainability much, much further than it has over the past five, six years. So if you look at the ESG KPIs, just maybe as one reference framework for sustainability, if you look at the KPIs, then I think 85 to 90% of these KPIs can be enhanced with digital technology. And in particular, a few technologies that came into mainstream over the past uh, five to 10 years. Can be enhanced. So it's uh, it's definitely an enabler. But to if we think about it, they're also, uh, they're required. You cannot go without it. If, if you think about in this sustainability journey to go manually or, or non-automated, it, it's fail, it's a failure, of course. Uh, automated anyways is, is a given. But um, I think we, we now have a a meta or let's say a level of uh, of substance in technologies like AI and blockchain uh, and also IoT for that matter that really bring the digitalization of sustainability to the next level because we had kind of always an IT backbone for sustainability measures I mean think about carbon certificates for instance but we still had the problem of double counting and um we now have technologies at our hands and this is why I said enhanced that that really bring this to the next level and you mentioned already, I was thinking about the maybe the challenges that the, the, the corporate and the, uh, actually the entire ecosystem is facing in terms of implementing um, digital solutions in the space of sustainability. And I think there is definitely uh, maybe a challenge with regards to the complexity, considering all the, uh, the different solutions and technologies uh, out there and challenges also in terms of implementation or in terms of operation. What would be, uh, you started this, uh, a few, naming a few of them, but what would be in your view the most, maybe the most important or the, mo the most promising in terms of technologies going forward when thinking about both digitalization and sustainability? I think it's important um, to highlight again that if you look back at the history of 
really breakthrough technology, then the innovation that made the most impact on societies and on corporates was never a single technology. It was always a combination of technologies. And I think we're now at that convergence point where the different promising technologies like AI and blockchain IoT um, on their own did a, a phenomenal path of you know growing up, so to say, and becoming mature. And now it's about the conversion of these technologies. So it's not really about having a AI strategy or a blockchain strategy. It's really combining these technologies uh, for the better good. Absolutely. So it's a wide landscape of, of uh, elements of a puzzle which needs to, to be coordinated or orchestrated in order to, to have the best solutions. And yes. within this puzzle, do you feel like some of the things are, are extremely required or, or at the, the core and some others are nice to have? Or uh, uh, you would say that it really depends on the actual context and the requirements of, of uh, a company? I mean, it really it depends on the use case, obviously, that you want to go after. But I think there's probably a very high chance that AI is going to be in everything, right? There's always, there will be some element of AI in, in any IT application or any sustainability application that you can think of. If it's about trustless transactions and ensuring that there's transparency, that's obviously when the blockchain part comes in for sustainability. Um, and whenever it's about measurement of things or verification of real world things that are happening, then obviously IoT comes into play. Okay, thank you very much for, for this. If we were to make it more concrete, let's say, and mm -hmm. think about what would be maybe potential use cases uh, for, for corporates actually to, to deploy these technologies um, and maybe thinking about uh, even some of them which are uh, more immediate or short-term potential options for them and some of them that would be best deployed or at least at scale deployed on more of a long term. What would be uh, the, the things that you would see as, as the best use case to, or some of the, some of the most useful use cases to, to be deployed? So I think it's going to be, the next five years going to be a plethora of use cases to, to us. Um, maybe first of all, I think whenever we can increase efficiency, this for me is also a sustainability measure, right? Because efficiency means we use less resources, we have less friction in, in the process and in the system. So I'm pretty convinced that AI will bring a lot of efficiency across the board. But if you want to talk about specific use cases that are already live today, and I think there are a couple of that I would want to highlight. The first one is around this entire carbon tracking and carbon certificate topic, because this market is a very important one um, to stimulate you know, reforestation and to stimulate reduction of, uh, of emissions. But also the market has been very much under pressure for um, borderline fraud that has happened in the market, uh, double counting of certificates, projects that have sold certificates that at the end were immediately killed after the, the, the certificates were sold and then were sold to the next person and so on. So, And this is where uh, we've also worked with, with a few clients on, on a lot of live projects now that are about tokenization of these carbon certificates. So having everything on the blockchain, which means it's 100% transparent where it goes, where it's coming from, and so on. You can store the entire data of the origin of this project on chain as well. And then in addition, and this is what our friends from E.ON are doing um, with their new venture that is called Seagrass, 
they also using image sensory and AI to also give you a visual representation on a world map. Think about it like a Google Maps version. Uh, if the project still exists and if the project actually yielded what it what it promised, like do we have more forests now in the Amazonia in that land piece where you actually bought the credits from? This is a huge step forward um, and that's only possible because you combine uh, Web3 technology, blockchain technology with AI. Second use case, uh, and we, we just launched it in, at COP28, is uh, a similar idea but for the recycling sector. So together with BIHA and ISWA and Definity, we launched the Voluntary Recycling Credit System, which fundamentally the idea is we have a waste problem in this world today. It's very tangible. We're not recycling enough. Uh, and in order to incentivize this recycling system to uh, to rise and to increase, we created a standard that allows a recycling company to get a credit for whatever they recycle. So if you recycle a ton of PT, you're going to get a credit. That process of validating that you re really recycled that ton is audited with the use of technology, with IoT and AI. As soon as that is audited, you're going to get a credit issued on a blockchain platform and every data is stored on chain. So you can click on the credit and you can even see the video of the recycling process of this specific credit. Yeah. At the, at the other hand of the marketplace or on the other side of the marketplace is a, is a producer, like for instance, Coca-Cola, and they want to offset the balance of recycled PT that they couldn't re recapture for, um, themselves. So they're going to buy these credits, basically. And that incentivizes international collaboration, that incentivizes international uptick of recycling activities. And that, again, would not have been possible to do it in such an efficient way without these two, or actually three technologies, namely AI, IET, and, and the blockchain layer. And maybe last example, and it's one of my, my, my favorites um, uh, as well, is um, we've deployed a lot of Bitcoin mining projects to support the energy transition. Might sound counterintuitive, counterintuitive in the first place, but um, Bitcoin mining and for the sake of that, the entire decentral data centers uh, that we're seeing on the rise are a perfect companion uh, to supporting sustainability. Can you elaborate? Because uh, usually, of course, Bitcoin mining is uh, is can be controversial to some extent, especially from the energy perspective. So then, it would yeah. be very useful for the for the audience to to understand what you're referring to. No, more than happy to do that because indeed, the first thing that's always thrown at Bitcoin is like, oh, it, it consumes so much energy. Um, two or maybe three three things to that uh, because it's a complex topic. So the first one is, and I, I don't think we have enough time in this podcast to elaborate this question, but. It, it fundamentally also depends on what is the value of something like Bitcoin. And I don't talk about the monetary value. I talk about the value for society, for you. Because if you don't see a value, then every megawatt hour, every kilowatt hour that goes into the network is, is wasted. So my argument is um, that this is a bit, the Bitcoin network brings a fundamental element to the Uh, to the ESG part and not necessarily only on the environmental part, but really on the social part, because it's all of a sudden a digital technology that is inclusive in terms of value transaction. That's a technology for the 1.4 billion people that are unbanked today. That's maybe one thing. So what, what is Bitcoin worth for you when you talk about energy consumption? 
The second part is that if you look at the entire Bitcoin network today globally, then roughly 65% of the energy that goes into the network is already from CO2 neutral sources. Um, that's pretty significant. I mean, if we do this as a country comparison, there are only a few countries that can actually beat that, like Iceland and so on. But why is that? Why, why, why do you already have this uh, huge amount of renewable energy in the Bitcoin network? That brings me to the third part, which is how can it actually benefit the energy transition? Bitcoin miners today are forming a symbiosis in many parts of the world with utilities. Utilities, as you know, have a problem when it comes to grid balancing. And the more renewables, the more intermittent energy we have in the system, the harder it gets for the utilities to, to kind of balance the grid. And the, the opposite effect of that is the more renewables we have, um, the harder we, uh, or, this, or the more complex the system gets in the sense that we will have times during the day where the sun is shining, all of the PV is producing, but we can't even offtake all of that energy. So Bitcoin miners are offtaking excess energy from renewable power plants. And what does that mean for you as an investor? If you're an investor in a renewable power plant, you're incentivized on running hours. Your profit is running hours times the price you're getting. If I'm going to give you more running hours for your renewable plant, because I'm having Bitcoin miners as a demand-side management regulator, that actually incentivizes renewable energy capacity. Yeah? And the last point of this is, and that goes, that is true for Bitcoin, but it's also in particular true for decentralized data centers in general. And this is where also probably at one point in time, we're going to see decentralized AI data centers fulfilling a similar thing. So you can bottle excess energy into a store of value, into a service. But you can also take the heat from these data centers and do really amazing things with it. You can power greenhouses. You can channel that heat to greenhouses. Uh, in the US, Marathon Digital, which is one of the listed companies, um, which is about digital asset mining, they're using the heat from their data centers to heat up shrimp farms. Anything is possible. And the third element is, um, and that's a pilot that's happening here in the Middle East, you could use the heat from data centers and create drinking water. Yeah. Okay, interesting. So the the amount of circular activities that are happening in this space because it's so in innovation driven is really exciting for me. Thank you for this explanation and uh, due to the in interesting part of it I want to come back also to the to the first two uh, yeah. actually use cases because fundamentally uh, I think there were there the, the two interesting questions regarding sustainability were actually that maybe they're hind it's hindering a bit the, the acceleration of this first is in green indeed what we can call greenwashing and what you mentioned and maybe applicability is from critical minerals to so to actually supply chain blockchain uh, that can enable all kinds of operations within uh, within this and digital can really, uh, seal the deal in terms of sustainability mm -hmm. and secondly you mentioned efficiency and i think also this uh, in many cases uh, sustainability is seen as an additional cost whereas if it's done properly it can be a competitiveness factor that actually would drive profitability so we can turn the paradigm around and actually use digital and sustainability done right in terms of uh, making sure that those actions are correct and those actions lead to more profitable uh, more profitable uh, activities. Hundred percent, I agree with you on that. And but it's probably going to be a path towards turning sustainability on a large scale into something profitable. 
And it, there's probably going to be two worlds. There's the the very innovative world of, you know, innovative startups and innovative companies, like in the digital asset space that are really seeing actually sustainability as a competitive edge and not only like marketing-wise, but cost-wise, right? And then there is, um, let's say, the, the huge amount of industries in, in, in the corporate world um, that probably has a bit of a longer runway on turning sustainability into a cost-competitive advantage. And this is why I think we we see all of these incentives from the financial world, for instance, with the ESG criteria on you getting green bonds and green loans only if you fulfill certain criteria. So there's also a significant push towards that. Indeed, indeed. I know also for Rollenberger, right, has, uh, uh, we discussed about different activities and how they're being traced. What I know recently, a uh, very, very nice initiative has been uh, launched, a green block. Uh, yeah. Maybe you can tell us a bit more about the objectives and uh, what is the setup for behind green block? Yeah, happy to. The green block um, is really something I'm super excited about. So we launched this initiative together with our partners from Crypto Oasis um, six months ago with the idea of creating a global think pad uh, and launch pad. Sorry, can you just repeat? Can yep. you repeat? I think <clears throat> it's a think. think. Can you repeat the question? And repeat okay, fine. <clears throat> yeah, more than happy to. Um, the green bog is really something I'm really excited about. So six months ago, um, together with our friends from Crypto Oasis, we co-initiated this idea of creating a global think tank and a launch pad for bringing together AI and Web3 startups with sustainability applications. So the idea is to really create an ecosystem uh, of academia, of startups, of governments, of NGOs and blue chip companies and accelerate that transition of finding the right technology, finding the right use case and bringing them mass scale. So to exactly solve what I mentioned earlier, that we will have these two worlds coexisting of innovators and, and, and corporates, so really bring them together. And fast forward, we had a, our last event uh, on, on Monday this week. Uh, we're really happy to announce that um, we have significant patrons already on the Green Block and in the Advisory Council. So Siemens joined us, BMW joined us, E.ON joined us, BIHA, which is one of the leading sustainability companies from the UAE joined us and it really begins to have have traction and we we just launched the first green block report which is basically a stock taking of exactly these innovative AI and web3 companies that are good for sustainability and at the same time we also um, encouraging and we just launched working groups for 2024 that will focus on specific, things that we can then jointly uh, develop together with industry associations and governments. Yeah. So that means that uh, you take a pilot or an idea and then you actually scale it with the help of the entire ecosystem or it becomes a proven idea in, in the end? That is one element. So first of all, the, the main goal is connect thoughts, connect people, right? And then amazing things come out of this. Already like the voluntary recycling credit part is a thing that originated in the green block. Yeah, uh, so we brought the parties together, and 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 this is what happened already out of it. Um, the second thing is we 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 are focusing for 2024 on creating a green block accelerator, so an accelerator program for startups in that space that will be patronized by the corporates that are part of this. Uh, and then we're also going to work on a couple of you know thought leader 
ship uh, pieces with an entire industry. For instance, there's one working group focusing on financial inclusion and AI, which is another topic for sustainability from my point of view. Very interesting. A lot of concepts we discussed about technologies, we discussed about the entire ecosystem, about how sustainability and digitalization actually uh, intersect. But again, I come to the point of, of complexity and prioritization from, mm. from the level of management. So if you were to give a few uh, focus areas or a few directions towards implementing digitalization and, and sustainability-driven action in their organization, what would be the key takeaways for, for the leaders uh, in order to, to focus on? I think you need to follow a hybrid strategy if you're uh, an executive of a, of a corporation. Uh, and that what I mean with that is sometimes it's very hard to change the core in the amount of time that you have. So you will not be able to change it as fast as you want to. But you have to start a journey. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying do, don't do anything in your core. You need to start a journey. You need to start the digital transformation or complete the digital transformation. Most of the companies already embarked on that journey, but it needs to be completed. Uh, you need to start your um, sustainability journeys um, uh, in your in your um, company. But what I think is very important, and this is what I mean with hybrid, is that you also do things outside of your organization. Create speedboats, create ventures with partners. Try things out that wouldn't work as fast as they would in in your organization. And then at one point in time, if 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 they are successful, bring them back and connect them to your organization. This is also, from my personal experience, what really helped, or what really um, was the winning strategy for utilities that were embarking. What, what I mentioned in the beginning, two thousand fourteen, on this innovation journey, do things outside and then bring them back into the core. You mentioned two times journey. And I love this because usually I hear about digital uh, projects or sustainability projects or a program or a strategy. And actually that's just the initiation or just a point in this long-term journey. It's like digitalization will never, digital will never go out of the mindset of, of companies. Sustainability, hopefully the same. So from now on, they will just need to, to get used to this uh, uh, landscape in which these are part of their journeys and part of their transform organizational transformation journeys. hundred percent. I mean, in the, in the purest sense of the word, it's a journey. It will never finish, right? Indeed. Thank you very much, Pierre. Thank you very much for uh, having you. It has been a lovely conversation. Um, I really look forward for the next episodes in our uh, series, Innovation in Infrastructure. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Business Insights by Roland Berger. Roland Berger is a leading global strategy consultancy. Our full-line service portfolio spans across all key industries and business functions. Established in 1967 in Munich, we are renowned for driving transformation, innovation, and business performance around the world. For more information, visit our website at rolandberger.com.